And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. You can use that promo code DNVR20 and you will get 20% off your entire purchase. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons, who commenter John is correct in saying is looking more and more like Tony Walters every day. And that is... <laughs> I believe, a compliment of the highest order. On today's episode, we have got to dive headfirst into the latest in the battle between the players and owners about bringing baseball back. We're going to really jump into news that uh, just broke a few moments ago, reported by Jeff Passan, the, the absolute latest in what's going on and what we think the next steps are going to be and, and just kind of blow this whole thing out here. I do want to give a quick programming note before we jump into it because uh, we were actually slated to come on the live here today at three o'clock and in fact that is going to be the plan moving forward from here on out Monday through Friday our show is going to be live in its video format on Facebook Periscope Twitch and YouTube you can get us comments through any of those avenues you should subscribe to all those channels so you don't miss anything it's going to be three o'clock Every day, give or take whether or not news breaks right at 3.05 and we have to delay a little bit <laughs> to come in and do the show as, as we've done today. So that's the plan moving forward. Hopefully that'll make it easier for everybody out there to organize, to make sure that you know, you've got your questions ready or whatever you want to talk about Monday through Friday, 3 p.m., that's when you can, mountain time, of course, oh, come on. <laughs> that's when you can expect us. So. I've been talking for a while. Patrick, <laughs> can you give us the latest or, or maybe even walk us through because there's a couple of stages here. Maybe before we get to the latest, uh, take us back. Uh, the owners had made a proposal about a week ago. Uh, then a few days ago, the players had made a, a counter proposal. Uh, what can you tell us about all of that and, and your sort of leanings and then take us into what we've heard most recently here? Well, not, not to correct you, the owners made a proposal on something that was already agreed upon ah. by both parties, right? And, and we've, you've broken this down already that ultimately both sides said, sure, we'll do a prorated 82-game you know, season. We'll play 50% of the, uh, of the year, et cetera, et cetera. And then Major League Baseball comes back and says, oh, hey, oh, yeah, no, we kind of put this little thing in here that legally speaking we can – you know, renegotiate, you know, because there's going to be no fans, even though we already knew that, but we're going to pretend that legally speaking, yada, yada, yada. And so Max Scherzer, when he got the proposal, kind of seemed like the loudest voice of like, yeah, we're not doing that. But as you said, the, the Players Association finally came back just yesterday, Sunday night, and came up with their proposal, which was very reasonable. In fact, 
the most exciting part of that proposal was the fact that the players wanted to have much longer season than 82 games. They wanted 114 games, stretching the season all the way to October 31st. They wanted some salary advances uh, up to $100 million to split among the, the players for that spring training 2.0. They also showed a willingness to really play up the personalities of the game, like wearing microphones on the field and other various broadcast enhancement to really give the game back to the fans the way that a lot of fans have wanted to have it in, in for a very long time. And also uh, there's some willingness to having some kind of all-star game home run derby to generate additional revenue. So, so far what they've won is more better and more fun baseball. That's all I've heard so far. Crazy. Can you believe these guys? Some the nerve. nerve, the nerve. <laughs> they want to give us more baseball exciting more exciting baseball too at that yeah i don't know where they get off so that was the that was the situation last night they were hoping to come to a deal before june 1st it is now june 1st happy june and uh, as you said jeff passen just came in with the news that the owners sound like they are starting to try to come to the middle a little bit which is super important the cba the collective bargaining agreement is up following the 2021 season and for the owners i think their hope was to see if they can push the players back into a corner which would bode very well for them for the next negotiations and the players were not biting they had to stand firm and i think the owners realized that you know what as much as some in their group would be fine with having no season at all there are there have been some owners reported to have have said exactly that it sounds like the majority of them want to bring the game back and realize that this could be such a huge missed opportunity. We can even get into the implications of the NBA season moving back, going deeper into the baseball season. And now you have the sport of baseball, which has already lost millions of fans, already is, is slipping back in terms of popularity. Now they've got the other sports saying, hey, you know what, let's move in on baseball on their territory on the calendar. So I think the owners realize they've got to capitalize. Let's have a shorter season, anywhere from 50 to, to 60, because again, what that'll end up doing is that'll save the owners overall more money on a whole for the 30 teams. And then, okay, once we get to the playoffs, we're fine kind of divvying up those playoff shares. So a little something for the players, obviously, with this proposal, but it sounds like the owners are, are coming towards the middle a little bit in these negotiations. Yeah, so <clears throat> that the, the number of games, I, I think there's two very broad ways to look at this. I'm sure there are hundreds of nuanced ways to look at this, but the, the sort of general camps that I see here, right, is one of it, it's about money. If the players play 114 games, and, and what you're talking about here is that the, the give that the owners have given was the biggest issue. We should be clear about that, which is this idea of prorating salaries. And, and I'm sure most people are familiar with that, but basically paying you what your contract already was, but um, shifted for the number of games that are actually going to be played. And that's why this now becomes the next biggest battle, because if I'm playing 114 games, you have to pay me for 114 games. And if I'm only paying 50, then you only have to pay me for those 50. And that is real dollars 
that the owners will either have or not have on hand based on the number of games that are played. And so, you know, that this part could be a, a big sticking point. There's a big difference between 50 baseball games and 114, as Jeff Passan mentioned uh, in his report, 50 to 60 would be less than a third of their salary, where if you played an 82-game season, which it seems like the calendar would still allow if we're going to get started, you know, June 30th, an 82-game season, you're getting half your paycheck. I don't know, that feels more, I don't know, that's just a, it's just a feel I get, but uh, half seems closer to fair than a third and, you know, hope you make the postseason. I think what the owners originally did with their proposal was they wanted to change the system. They wanted to try to make it more, you know, revenue-based, right? And if you have, if you have a revenue-based uh, uh, payment plan, if you will, well, the next step, of course, is a salary cap. And as many fans may know and as players fully well know, Major League Baseball has not opened the books. That's something that you've been, you know, been hammering the table with, you know, the past few weeks. And it's it's almost impossible to open the books entirely because the ownership groups of a lot of these teams, they've got, you know, I don't want to say they've got umbrella companies and, and, and they're doing nefarious things, but they're a part of other groups that own parking structures and, and buildings in the neighborhood and things of that nature right. that, you know, that also bring in revenue because of, you know, your games and, and things of that nature. So we don't actually know what an owner of a, of a major league team makes for profit because they own that team, soup right. to nuts. So because you can't have some kind of revenue sharing program based on that and because it leads to the salary cap, that, that's just kind of a non-starter. So it's nice that the owners are saying, all right, let's, let's back off on that and let's just talk about what's the money going to look like for the 2020 season 2021. I think the players' proposal even suggested, well, you know what? You don't even have to give us all that money now. If you want to spread that out, if you want to defer some of those payments, that helps you, right? Um, it, it hurts us a little bit, but that's that's okay. We're, we'd still be getting a, a large majority of even if there wasn't any interest on that money. That's fine. A million dollars in a year from now isn't worth the same as a million dollars today. But again, there's no need to, to split hairs like that. So again, I think it's really promising here with this latest update from Jeff Passan that the owners are saying, all right, here's the framework. Here are the rules with which we are governed by the current CBA. Now let's really try to make it work. And here is the other part that I was alluding to a moment ago. And our good friend, long time, long time, Mary Pace saying, can we just have some baseball. And I think she speaks for 90,000% of baseball fans when she asks that question. And this brings us back to the debate in the court of public opinion. And while we just ran through all the money stuff that explained why it is not as simple as what I'm about to say, the players want more games and the owners want fewer games. Or to put it another way, the players want more baseball for you, the fan of baseball. They want to play baseball for you and give you more of it in this time. And the owners want to give you less baseball. How will that play to the general public, do you think? I, I think it won't play too well. But I think, again, you, you, 
you make another announcement at the end of today that there's going to be a season. I don't think once players start reporting to spring training at, at stadiums all across the country, no one's really going to be that upset with having 50 games versus potentially 114. You know, the the players' plan, although, you know, you or I haven't seen it, and there's only a, a few folks who have gotten their eyes on it, uh, we think. Maybe they're just kind of, again, reporting secondhand. You know, the players' plan doesn't discuss, well, how do you play baseball until late October in Chicago and in Boston and in right. Colorado when it can snow on October 1st, which we saw in, in that Brewer series in, in 2018. So... Again, that it doesn't doesn't count for that. So I think there might have been some you know overcompensation uh, on on the 114 game season. That's not a bad thing. I was gonna say when you look at the two numbers, it also looks very eerily like well we carved out this space exactly here and then we carved out this space. You're like that 82 number sure is right in the middle there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that and that's the sweet spot. So I mean maybe they're both gonna end up coming back to that number regardless. And I I think with with any kind of owner's plan, I think the the reason why 50 to you know 65 games, let's say, where that number's coming from is because, all right, that's how much money, essentially, uh, I imagine that they feel that they can pay the players. This okay, is how much right. we can, yeah, this is, right. exactly, this is exactly right. how much we're ready we can give you guys is we can only pay you for whatever, a 56-game season. But the playoffs, playoffs? Playoffs. We, exactly. Now we can have a, much, much uh, deeper postseason. You know, not not enough to 100%. to have 114 games for you know the team that that then ends up playing the longest and, and winning the World Series of the two teams. But I think you can get you know very very close to that. And I think overall, again, once the the ball gets rolling, whether it's 50 some games, and again, 50 some games is the regular season. So that just means we're going to get to the playoffs that much sooner. It's not going to be 50 games. And then there's like going to be an, right. and then there's two off days between every series. It's <laughs> right. like we're, we're going to play for three, off for two days. No, that that's that's be the situation. So yeah. I think there will be an overall balance. And again, I just I just it feels very promising. I, I thought we would have baseball. I didn't really know how because of uh, how these negotiations were going. But I just said there's there's just no way that this can really go down in such a fashion where we have no baseball this year. Right. And, you know, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, I was getting real pessimistic about it even more than I was uh, publicly about whether or not we were going to be able to get this thing working. But um, there's another element of that that I I, want to dive into here because I want to know when I can sit back with my Breck brew, right, when I can grab my Mile High Copper Lager, Maybe even if I've planned it out properly, first I swing by the farmhouse because they've got delicious food. It pairs with your beer. And if you use code DNVR, you save five bucks. Call them up, 303-803-1380. From 12 p.m., they're doing pickup, uh, local business that you can really help out uh, with everything you do out there. Anytime you help them, it helps us. And they are fantastic and it's delicious. And you can you can sit back with your delicious barbecue from the farmhouse, your mile high copper, which pairs very well, or the avalanche amber, as pictured here for our live viewers, and watch a postseason baseball game. But what will it look like? What is are the teams so I, I haven't heard the latest in this, 
Um, I know the NHL and the NBA, there have been talks about some pretty uh, extreme or creative, whatever, whatever you may want to call it, um, ideas for, you know, almost everyone's going to make it in the NHL. So what do we think the postseason format is going to look like, especially if the owners are putting so many of their eggs in this basket? And let's hope that uh, Patrick's Wi-Fi what was it? Was it a gerbil? Is uh, <laughs> yeah. The let's hope you got some juice because I think you've got a good answer to this one. So I hope we can hear it. All right, I gotta hope the Wi-Fi hamsters is working hard here. Well, yeah. As as you know, question here in, in our our chat room. I think they are going back to the original agreement. I, I think, as I said, the owners are saying, all right, we're not going to try to change the framework of the entire collective bargaining agreement. Let's go back to what we said, but let's tweak the details. Now that we know we can't go ahead and change the system and do this revenue sharing business, let's 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 figure out what it's going to look like. There's going to be, you know, expanded playoffs. In fact, the players, uh, their suggestion was for expanded playoffs for the next two years. In fact, which I think will be something that the owners will like. That uh, that for all we know, we could have a shortened season next year. Right? Maybe it's maybe it's 120 games. Maybe it's something along those lines. But I think expanded playoffs is is going to be a given. You know, uh, any other details than that? I'm not sure. I think very well that you know there there could be delays. Uh, as you know, I, I think the scientists in many ways have been right throughout this entire pandemic. And if they say that this is going to come back again in the fall, it will most definitely come back again in the fall. So how does baseball? deal with that you got to have specific you know sites for the playoffs maybe even for the world series i heard a very compelling argument um from someone ultimately saying that you know we might have we might go to a, a a single site world series every year going forward which would sadden you know two teams every single year right but if you look at what that does for the nfl and the Super Bowl, where you know the entire sporting and, and, and football world descends upon one place for two weeks, and that's where you go. Imagine if you had that in baseball. Yes, that might mean places like Chicago, Colorado, Boston. You know, at least for the first few years, they might get left out in the cold. But but even still, if the Rockies, <laughs> but even if the Rockies made it to the World Series and they were at, they were in a seven game series against the White Sox in San Diego. Granted, it's not in your backyard, but you can go to San Diego and you know you've got a week, potentially, of baseball to watch the World Series. The entire baseball-loving world is going to be there. They've got a wonderful convention center, and it's just going to be a celebration of baseball. There's going to be all-stars and players there. Think about what kind of a uh, the festivities and the festival that would come about where it would really highlight the best of Major League Baseball. It's, it, it could be a, a, a real great game changer. It's, again, we're, we're far away from that because we just want to get baseball back. But really chew on that and think about that. If you knew your teammate to the World Series, bummer, you're not going to be able to see them at home. But if you knew they are going to be playing safe and sound in a dome stadium like Seattle, and you know, Hey man, we got an Airbnb. Bunch of my friends were flying out. We went to college together. Now we've got this place for a week. 
boom, we're going to games, we're going to bars in the neighborhood, and we are going to turn Seattle purple. That could be huge for the sport. Yeah, you know, on, on last week's episode of TDSP, as the cool kids call it, or the Denver Sports Podcast, we discussed how some of these changes that are being made during the pandemic might become more permanent. Uh, and a lot of it was about scheduling, and, and you mentioned a few earlier about how hockey or the NBA could become a little bit more summer sports, which will be interesting for baseball to see how they handle having a kind of competition they've never really had before. Um, <laughs> I could definitely get on board generally shorter seasons, and I can I can more than on board neutral site World Series and playoffs when you know when all of this is happening. You started to warm me up on the idea in general. I'll say that was a heck of a sell job. You, you got, I mean, there, there are advantages to the neutral site. I'm not sold yet. Um, there's still something about your hometown and playing your, your, your teams for your city and the way, you know, back in 2007, the city literally turned purple and, and embraced and, and the place becomes a different place. Uh, but no, I mean, that's that's a conversation. And I think we could get into a lot more of like uh, what kind of changes could come to the game more permanently. So I think that's a topic when I've had a little bit more time to think about it. And, and you have as well that we could we could dive deeper into. You can still buy tickets for Coors Field and watch the game there in your normal season ticket seats. Interesting. Maybe even free at that point. Right. Because you've already you've already paid for the entire playoffs up to that point. So you, you can still paint. The town purple, no two ways about it with, with a neutral site location. I'm a, I'm a purist too, so I know it's like, well, that's never happened before, and you're definitely taking something out of the game, but I think you'd be adding something really great. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to put a pin in that one. And I will say I've watched some pretty stellar sports moments from the dugout of Coors Field up on the the big screen because when there's something going on, like – the World Cup or a big college game that anybody on the team really cares about when they're out there doing their early warmups, they'll, they'll put it up on screen and it's a great way to take in a big moment and feel like you're uh, a part of the community. You know what we got to get them to do is put up a little, uh, WGT golf. We'll get Kyle Ooh. Freeland to work on this for us. We'll all get together. Uh, you know, if you don't know, WGT golf is the most popular free golf game in the world. You can download it at dnvrgolf.com. Over 20 million people, including the two you're listening to right now, play it. Patrick is pretty darn good at it. I uh, play it. And it is... <laughs> I wasn't good yesterday. That, that no one was good was, yesterday. If you, if you average seven strokes, and by seven strokes I mean two strokes and five putts, you were amazing. That was... I likened I likened that course for the Nux Invitational to trying to putt up a pyramid, and at the top of the pyramid was the hole. Oh. So if you're too short, it's gonna roll all the way back behind you. If you're too powerful, it goes over the other side. It's like, is it, what? This is impossible. But that's what made it amazing. Yeah, and as Patrick's alluding to there, we've got tournaments now every other weekend. You can join our country club. You can challenge any one of us. You can challenge other dnvr members it's so much fun whether you're good at it or not before too long we're gonna have 
some of the Rockies guys in there. We got to get Kyle Freeland playing. We got to make it so that DNVR members can challenge him. He's such a big golf guy. Uh, to see him put it up there on the big screen would be cool. In the meantime, you can get it on your phone or your laptop. Again, head over to dnvrgolf.com. They're the official sponsor of DNVR Gaming. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, just help them out. Help us out. It's, uh, it's a super great time to be getting in on the WGT golf action. Mary again, bringing us back to the baseball conversation, saying any MLB versus PA exchange that doesn't end with one side telling the other to go jump in a lake represents progress, right? And that's what we saw today, right? I think think that yes. is progress. They responded quickly. Now, I'm sure, again, with, with these negotiations, they'll they'll... they'll you know, get into a room together, and then they'll try to slip something else past. Like, oh, by the way, also we're gonna tweak this little thing. Hold, oh, you didn't say that. I thought we we're just negotiating the amount of games. But again, all of that I think will will work out. And yeah, Mary, I, I think you you summarized it really well there. That it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, we just gotta hope that both parties keep you know walking inward just a little bit. Yeah, if the first round of exchanges was a series of yo mama jokes, we are now at the stage of, man, I'm sorry about what I said about your mom. <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't mean all that about your mama. Let's, you know, let's get together and let's do something. Nothing personal. There's nothing personal. I went right. too far. My bad. We, we were all angry. We said what we said. Uh, let's go. And so, yeah, I, I think the tenor of that is right. I think the ground is softening. Five days ago, I thought we're not going to get it in. And today, I, I think there will be baseball this season. I don't know if it'll be 50, but it's sort of like Patrick was saying, like, I'm, I'm so ready to be angry at the owners still, but it, it, you're right. The second, even for me, like the second they announced, we're going to give you 50 baseball games. It's just like, okay, now I just need to know everything I can about those 50 baseball games, how it's going to work. We're going to start analyzing 50 baseball games. We're going to look at a 50 game roster for the, the whole thing just becomes that, right? We're just, We'll have the baseball, and there will be such an extraordinary relief. And Pat Passon goes on. He just recently stated that you know the the owner's plan was for the season to still start in July. So it's not like okay, well, eighty-two minus you know sixty. Oh shoot! All right, they're not going to. July is going to be their spring training two point But no, the the hope was that baseball would still come back in July. You know, imagine if they came back on July fourth. Be great. I mean, that would be fantastic. It would give everybody an excuse to to stay inside and not go to a a barbecue and and possibly get sick. They'll be like, "Hey, I gotta be in front of my television with the AC blasting so I can watch some baseball." Won't it? May I wax poetic for a moment? Uh, Far away. <laughs> uh, we we haven't mentioned it on the podcast, and and we're not going to. I've said plenty on my personal Twitter page. You want to know? We know there are a lot of things going on in the world beyond the pandemic. And, and I wrote a piece that I'm just going to echo the sentiment of here now. I hope you get the chance to go and read it about whenever baseball comes back. But imagine for a moment what, what Patrick just said. Like, it's been some dark times. Nothing's going to be over. The pandemic's not over. The, the Nothing out there has been fixed by the 4th of July. But maybe by then we'll be taking a deep breath and we'll all need something else to collectively do for a minute. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't fix anything. Uh, 
but millions of people in this country are baseball fans who, like Mary, the amount of joy that would come on a holiday like that to, to see people playing baseball again could be immeasurable. It, could, it can only do a great deal of good. I'm, I could maybe oversell how much good it could do, but you shouldn't undersell it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it will be so exciting to have the game back, and, and we still have a little ways to go, but I, I think there's finally a light at the end of the tunnel. We, we didn't have that light before. It was just, you know, and, and, and again, as you said, in, in the real world, there's, you know, there's a lot of darkness, right? There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of troubling things going on in our society right now that we have to fix and is way more important. In the grand scheme of things, whether we're talking about people living and dying or getting sick, being in the hospital or being mistreated, right? Human beings for the ethical treatment of human beings. That mm. should be a thing. Yeah. And while none of that's going to go away with the announcement of baseball coming back, it will put a smile on a lot of people's faces. It will allow some folks the respite and that escape that they need where they might not need to turn to certain substances and, and, and things of that nature. They will just have a time to be quiet and watch and just consume. It's okay to just sit there and consume. And there hasn't been a lot to consume other than negativity unfortunately. So you're right. It, it's, it will be a great day. We're getting a, a little bit closer. You almost sounded a little bit like Buddy Black there when you said it'll be a great day. <laughs> there, was, there was a little, uh, little hint of, of Bud Black for sure. Did you ever see the 30 for 30 about the Bartman story? Have we had this conversation on the podcast? <laughs> I'm sure I Whatever. did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It was, was it all about him or was it just specifically about that, yeah, the 2003 team. I mean, they 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 definitely talked about the game, but yeah, it followed him and like his life after that, and like trying to track it and how he basically completely disappeared for like ten years. And one of my big takeaways from watching that was the. And now again, we're kind of stretching the the parameters of what we talk about on this show, but the notion of karma, and. The negative energy, the way a whole crowd just totally turned on a person and the way I felt like that energy bled onto the field and impacted the play. And I just I just believe that uh, I do. I, I think there's something to the energy of a place and I think there's something to the energy of a time. And that's kind of what we're getting at here is that if baseball and I just gave an example of how it in a, in an extreme instance caused a lot of negative energy for the most part, it, I think it brings out the positive and I think it has the ability to do that, to literally give us as a society, a sort of comic karmic positive energy release that we desperately need. The entire world right now is Moise Salou, right? He's, he's the left fielder when that ball comes in and Barman reaches out to grab the ball and he Alou's, uh, is unable to converge on and make the grab. He's throwing his hands down and he is infuriated and that is what incensed the crowd at Wrigley Field and Cubs fans all over the world. And it, it as you said, it just continued to catch on like wildfire in, in, in such a negative way. And 
you know, Steve Bartman becomes this tragic figure, or at least he was, right? All's well that ends well. Cubs eventually win the World Series in, in 2016. It might take another Cubs World Series before, you know, Steve Bartman, Bartman can come out from hiding. It, it took two World Series for for the Red Sox, for Bill Buckner to finally come back and, and throw out the first pitch on opening day with, with tears down his eyes. It, it wasn't after the, the 2004 World Series. It was after the one in 2007. So I, I think that that's what it's going to take to, to allow him to come back and, and with, with some, some sense of, of peace through the whole situation. But, yeah, right now we are all Moise Salou. Just, can you believe this guy or can you believe that guy? And... Look at these people. Oh yeah, no, look at you. And yeah. and ultimately it's like let's let's just play baseball and let's focus on baseball things and maybe all will be right with the world. <laughs> Mary wraps it up beautifully. She's been the star the all-star of the podcast, really. She says you want to see what sports can do to bring joy to people. See Sea Biscuit during the Depression, baseball during World War II or post 9-11 with Mike Piazza's big home run and many other sporting moments. That won't fit here. I mean, you could you could keep going down the list. The obvious ones like Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali, um, even the inspiration to the cancer community when someone like John Lester or Chad Bettis takes the mound again, or on and on and on and on and on. So yes, absolutely, it it, it shouldn't be undersold. We're very excited to get back to doing that and Colorado Raptors rugby. Uh, you know, a lot of people out there. Either huge rugby fans who are missing it just as much as we're missing baseball, or people like you maybe who are just now getting into it. You were just starting to become a huge Raptors fan. I, I'd gone to two games. I was in. I'm loving the uniforms. Infinity Park is maybe my second favorite place to Coors Field to take in a sporting event or really any event. It's built perfectly. And then it's gone, but it will be back. It's coming back, and if you want to get into it, you should check out Colton Strickler's podcast as soon as we're done here on the DNVR network. Uh, we've been doing DNVR watches on the weekends. I didn't see the one just yesterday, but I've seen most of them that we've been doing. It is intense. Uh, the dudes are built like trucks. It is a physical and fun game to watch, even if you don't know what's going on. But if you want to learn more, you check out that podcast. And if you really want to go that extra mile and support these guys, we highly, highly recommend that you do so. You grab yourself some merch. Uh, you, you can find them on Twitter. You know, if you're following the DNVR Raptors account, they'll be able to point you toward the best Raptors merch. And just look at the logo we've got up here on our live. You don't want that on a shirt? Like, the, the colors are slick. They're smooth. The game is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, NBA, NHL, it looks like MLB coming back. That's got to mean that rugby is just around the corner as well, hopefully in time to catch all you new fans, get you back into it. Patrick, were you able to get out to any Raptors games before? I was not. No, I, yeah. I, I've only seen it from the, the aerial footage on Google Maps. And, I mean, it, it looks amazing where you're like, oh, my God, there, there's nothing better than watching a sport in a stadium or wait in a sports specific stadium i think i'm a little bit tongue-tied right you know you i i grew up going to to games in in the ashtray uh these concrete donuts uh such as veteran stadium in philadelphia um and it, it just doesn't have the personality of of a ballpark 
right, of, of, of a Camden Yards. Right. That brought it back, and you've got these baseball-specific stadiums. Same thing with, with soccer. You know, Columbus Crew, they were the first one in MLS to do it. And if you've been, you know, if you've gone out to Dick Sporting Goods Park, like you see it, and you're like, oh, this is how you should watch soccer. I went and saw the Red Bulls play numerous times at Giant Stadium, you know, before MetLife Stadium in, in East Rutherford. You know, New Jersey, where the New York Giants play football. What? You know, New Jersey, where right. the New York Jets play. Wait, uh, whatever. But you, seeing it in an empty football stadium is just no fun. So when you can watch a sport in a place that was designed for it, like, you're right. I, I can't wait to get out there and go to one of those games because just a stadium that's built for that sport is just going to just encompass everything. And, and your mind's not going to be thinking, well, what's the layout you know, for baseball? Or you know, do they move those seats? I guess those move out when a football team comes in. And, oh, you can see the... You can see the mile markers and the hash marks. No, it is just there for rugby and for these dudes to be dudes. I can't wait. I can't wait to get out. Guys, being dudes. Is this Route 3 some New Jersey, New York? Is this what's going on here? <laughs> Dan's an East Coaster. Dan's an, we hung out at the All-Star game, man. I miss Dan. I saw Dan at the DNVR bar the other day, but I didn't realize it was him till he left. He had full quarantine beard to my, to, for, in my own defense. I like, like I knew I knew who it was. He waved. I'm like, oh yay! Uh, I, th- I think he yelled, "Jeff Breidish sucks at me" or something like. That. He, he's a Mets fan, so if any, if you see oh. Dan at the DNVR bar, you got to buy him a drink. Yeah. He's a poor guy, yeah. poor guy. It's it gets rough out there. It gets rough, but. All right, there's one other bit of news from today, more or less, that I wanted to talk about before we wrap things up. I saw it first tweeted by uh, our good friend Thomas Harding, and he said that the Rockies have agreed to pay their minor league players at least through June. I wouldn't have minded hearing through the end of the year, but uh, it's better than the A's. Yeah, better than a lot of teams. That's right. Yeah, it, it's good to see that, you know, they're they're actually practicing what they preach because they really preach loyalty and they practice it too. No two ways about it. That's that's been one of the issues with you know with the twenty five man roster for the past twenty plus practiced years. It for Brad Hoff and Garrett Atkins and uh, Todd Helton and uh, yeah. giving guys maybe a little bit longer of a leash than they should have, or or pulling back trades when. You have an opportunity to really bolster the farm system, or even save Jorge a couple Jimenez, bucks. Jorge De La Rosa, both of those guys that were. Happy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, to be fair, you say, well, why would you block a deal for Jorge De La Rosa? Not only can you get a great prospect, but you save some money. They say, well, yeah, we might be saving money, but is that good for the fan experience? We want our fans, and when they come to the ballpark, not only do they know the players on the field, but they have a good time, and they think that their team has a chance to win. So they're loyal to their fans, and with this move uh, as you you know correctly stated Thomas Harding said hey they're going to pay those minor leaguers through the through the remainder remainder of the month you know which is nice i mean they're getting paid to do nothing in in, in a sense to work i mean they still need to apply their trade they still need to stay sharp you know no no two ways about it they're they're still working every single day and that money that they're getting you know that 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 might just go for facility fees to use a the local batting cage somewhere or maybe they've had to purchase some equipment to set things up at their home 
I mean, uh, you may have seen sure. since the quarantine, Joe Kelly was working on his changeup, Dodgers reliever, and <laughs> got away from him, broke his own window. You saw that, right? That's the best baseball video <laughs> since the shutdown again. If you're looking for just a quick moment to, to think about something else, and if you're a baseball fan, you will laugh if you have not seen Joe Kelly's wife roast his ass <laughs> for practicing his changeup. I won't tell you the rest of it, but... That's my favorite. Yeah, no, that that's pretty good. That's that's hard to beat. No two ways about it. So, you know, the it, it's just really good to see that they're being thought of, right? They're they might not be getting, you know, taken care of, right? They're they're still on the on the short end of the stick. No two ways about sure, it. Sure. But it's like you know, it, this is just a gesture in, in in good faith, right? Like, it's something and. And, you know, tip of the cap to there's a few players out there, and, and the one that most recently did it, say what you will, and, and he's not a true Dodger yet because he has yet to really suit up for them, but David Price. You know, David Price said he's going to go ahead and, and take care of, of, of all the guys in a system in which he's never been a part of before. Has That's yet amazing. to play an official game for the L.A. Dodgers, and yet he's looking after those guys. Shin Chu Chu, he's another guy. He did it early on in the beginning to take care of a lot of those minor league guys in the Texas Rangers organization. And, and, and shame on me for not remembering some of the other players out there that have, um, you know, that have lobbied to do that and paid money out of their own pocket. But it's, it's just really great to see the baseball community coming together to at least, you know, do something during this time. And we have talked about on here, the adopt a minor leaguer programs, and we've sent out on, uh, Twitter, all that, you can go to adopt a minor leaguer. Uh, I think it's just .com. Um, and I got a very nice note from Rachel. I read your note about uh, taking care of some guys out there, the Vermont Lake Monsters, um, who are an A's minor league club. And so, yeah, uh, I, I think that's an extraordinary gesture, especially if you do happen to live in a town um, that that. Uh, has a minor league team that's got a number of players that, that are going to be uh, impacted by this. And so, yeah, like you said, even if it's some degrees to save face about what they always say and whether it's, you know, just, you know, the bare minimum, it, well, it's not the bare minimum. They, there is less they can do. And, and we've seen that. So uh, the, the Rockies have done well here. And even from a competitive standpoint, not that everything should be boiled down to, but like you said, if that's, you know, two or three extra guys in the Rocky system who are going to stay sharp because they can afford a pitching machine during this time when those, when there's other franchises out there, they, that may not could be a case. That's a step up. I mean, I've long talked about this and in, in, in the whole issue with paying minor leaguers or not providing them with resources and housing and nutrition and the best facilities. I see it as an investment in your team's competitive future. You're going to squeeze out a few more of those you know, fifth to 15th round picks that were, I don't know, but if you invest in them, you're going to, I don't know. And I'm not an economics major. Everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that. So I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what it's be worth, but I would bet there are numbers out there that would suggest you could get more out of your system that way. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, that's, that's some, some of what major league baseball is trying to do with, with squashing out those 42 teams at, at the bottom of, of minor league baseball. It's, we we understand how how negative it's going to be for those communities, and that it it's heartbreaking. But I think the idea is, you know what? Let's funnel some of that money that we're going to save 
on the, those guys in short season ball and let's him really improve the facilities so that these guys maybe have a little bit more meal money. So after a game, they're not starving to death and they need some kind of proteins. So they go to Taco Bell for some type of proteins. Yeah, if they really reinvest, I think they can win for yeah, some kind. <laughs> You're burying the lead there. Yes, I, that's I their advertisement. I, I, think outside the bun. Uh, could may contain some type of proteins. Some type of proteins. I, think... I ran that one by that one like Wiley Coyote, then turned around <laughs> and realized there's no ground underneath me. Uh, but yeah, I think they will win over a lot of people, including someone like myself who's very upset about the way they're going about this minor league business. If they turn around and reinvest whatever savings there are into what's left <laughs> i wanted to think of a, a more artful way of saying than you know whatever's left over but yeah whatever is left in the minor leagues if those guys are much better taken care of i i could find myself going okay that ended up being for the best all right drew yeah. we're about to enter into a new world can you see Here this well oh yeah is it just the screen there's joe yeah. kelly working on his change sound. up oh Joe, just missed to the right. Just a little bit outside of the left-handed hitter. She's in there cleaning up too. You oh yeah. See. <laughs> like, He's known to chuck a wild pitcher too. He, oh, there's here's here's some more photo. He's like, look, coach. See, I'm I'm still doing what I got to do. He's he's showing you the grip. Little. I'm bit. gonna come back. Oh, All looking right. good there. He's got the he's nice like, green box net. Hey, if Kenley Jansen's not oh. ready, I can. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know, as soon as he let it go. <laughs> How many kids have had that look on their face? Like, my mom is going to kill me. Except he's going, my wife is going to kill me. It's like when John Gray told me one of the great things about being a ball player is you never have to actually grow up. Look at, look at him, just his wife. Yeah, his wife provides a little bit of commentary, like, so here's what's going on. And you can hear her really just trying to stay positive and keep it under wraps and understand, you know, he's he's just plying his trade there. She's like, you know, he's a professional baseball player, right? And a pretty good one at that. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and, and, and and that's where, where some of that money uh, is, is going that was, was paid early to the players to, to set up nets and to fix any repairs from, from holes they put in their windows. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, and one last thing that I do have to mention, and there's no artful way to say this either, so I'm just going to say, hopefully for all involved, he's also manscaped, uh, because that literally makes everything go smoother. Huh? Mm. Huh? Uh, hey, now. Yeah. That was that that poem was pretty ballsy, Drew. I'll say that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, you can use that promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com if you want to make sure that your smooth jokes are also a little bit ballsy or that you're smooth. You know what? Don't do that. But the perfect package 3.0 could change your whole life. It's gonna get you clean, smooth, and Feeling and smelling really, really good. You get that lawnmower 3.0. It's got a light on there. It makes sure you don't get nicked at all. You definitely want that. Then you get some anti-chafing deodorant. You get some spritzer. You get some shower gels. You get an extraordinarily comfortable pair of underwear. And you're going to be the cleanest, the smoothest, the best smelling, and quite frankly, the most attractive you've ever been in your life. 
So make sure you use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Patrick, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Any final thoughts on the news of the day? Man, it was, didn't it feel good to, as Mary said, take some steps forward? For sure. They're, I think they're both taking steps inward, right? They're, they're headed towards each other, and they're making good eye contact, and I, and I, I think they'll sort something out. The, the time for public negotiations is kind of over. I think everyone knows where everyone stands. People just want them to to work it out, deal with it, right? Figure it out, you two. Yeah. Don't come out until you do. And I think they're at that point now where they're not going to be able to, to play the fans against one side or another. So really promising to see. We, we could take another couple steps back. You know, again, the owners might say, well, yeah, well, we love your plan. We're just going to do less games. And then also this other crazy thing. It's going to be like, oh, gosh. But you know what, again? Hopefully we won't have too many people coming out and, you know, it's, it's a catch 22 getting these little missives or, or, or finding out, Hey, I got a word on the inside that here's what's happening because maybe it's best. The public doesn't know. Maybe it's in, in this instance, maybe it's best that, you know, we don't get people all flamed up over something, work it out. You think what you think you got, you got, you know, your cards on the table, just work it out and, and all will be well in the end. And, and you know, to, to put all our cards on the table for those, you know, wondering, I've reached out to uh, a number of people recently to talk to on this podcast. We both have um, for baseball stuff, right, or whatever. And I had, I had one person's representatives, and I'm not going to say who, you know, just say, you know, they, they'd really prefer not to talk about the thing. Anything else, but it's just they're leaving that up to the player representatives, which, by the way, is the correct position to hold and 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 yeah. i i just wrote back i um and just so all of you know publicly I, I said look unless somebody comes to us and says they really want to talk about this and they want to come on our show they want to air whatever we'll do that obviously we will give them the floor to do that and we will ask them questions but otherwise we are going to go through official channels uh to report on things like this we're not going to go searching for the juicy rumors or the anonymous quote that's going to get the players or the or the owners no matter what i say on this podcast in trouble. Uh, that's not what we're about. We want the negotiations to go well. Here, here's the side we're on. Positive negotiations that bring back baseball that's fair for everybody. That's the side that we're on. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the conversations we have, as you said, are, are kind of off the record. And uh, I spoke with someone today and was like, look, uh, I might make some public comments uh, with you guys, but uh, I'm not going to talk about the negotiations. Uh, we're not going to talk about you know the the draft only being five rounds. We're not going to talk about minor league baseball. You know, right. forty two teams being cut. Uh, what else is there? And it's like, okay, we get that. Um, again, you're gonna you know, Blake Snell's playing video games with his buddies. Again, he needs to have a lot more wherewithal. But he's just he's just BSing, and it's like, boom, that's it. And it that's it. So you got to be really cautious, and that's why you know when 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 Nolan made his comments a couple of weeks ago, I was I was really impressed because I thought he did a nice job, very level headed, didn't flame up anywhere, and it was like wow, that was he couldn't have been coached better, you know, because it, it's just a difficult time, a difficult situation, and you're right, we we just want baseball to come back. That is our priority, not the latest greatest scoop. And here's what so and so said to really 
throw a wrench into the works. Exactly right. That's not what so, we do. That is not what we are about. So be on the lookout, though, for guests coming up this week and next week and us building toward our live draft coverage. It's going to be insane. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, this is the new normal from now on, 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, we're going to be going live on Periscope, YouTube, Twitch, the other one, uh, Facebook. My, MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Fenster. Uh, yeah, all of them. Uh, so make sure that you're, you're subscribed to all that stuff, that you're subscribed to the DNVR.com so you can keep reading all the articles. Patrick's had a ton of interesting information. In fact, if you haven't checked those out, if you're a history buff whatsoever, Go back and read the last 10 of them. They're quick, breezy reads. You can learn a lot. Um, you know, they're, you know, sort of this day in history. There's so much good info. I have learned a lot from them as somebody who's lived around and watched this baseball team my whole life. I didn't know about dudes showing up and getting one home run and then never being there again. Stuff like that. Like, it's, you will learn things. You will enrich your Rockies baseball experience. So if you're a subscriber to the DNVR, you can go and read all of those, there have been, how many have you written? 30? That's no closer to 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you're right. That's my favorite part. Finding the, the more obscure factoid or player who, you know, had, had 23 at bats. You never heard from him again. And, but you know, Jim, like Jim Tatum, we were talking about this yeah. uh, the other day where long story short, not only did the guy hit the first pinch hit home run, in Rocky's history, he also hit the first ever pinch hit grand slam and just regular old grand slam too. So it's it's just amazing how much rich history the Rockies have. They Larry Walker is the only one acknowledged by the Baseball Hall of Fame to date. But again, as you said, Drew, thank you. Uh, read Rocky's review and acknowledge so many more great players that have, have played at both Mile High as well as Coors Field. Yeah. And I threw together a, a flower flowery poetry piece about how much <laughs> I love baseball. So nowhere near as informative, but you might enjoy it. It didn't rhyme, but it was amazing. It was spellbinding. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That'll do it for us today. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. Make sure you're following on all the social media. You swing by the merch store. Not quite sure what the sale is this week, but there's a sale every week. That's a pretty good merch store to swing by and get some stuff done. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to everything. I think I've done all that. So yeah, thank you so much for continuing to be absolutely awesome. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.